welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. June 7th, 2022, the further bear case for valuation multiples. Last week, we wrote a note about the wireless industry's 5G growth problem. In that note, we discussed subscriber growth expectations that are below consensus. We also highlighted the potential impact of an uncertain economic outlook on an industry unwilling to test its pricing power during this inflationary period. That generated some good feedback. Some have argued that the wireless industry has little or no pricing power and that valuations could recede even lower than what we outlined. We briefly examine those scenarios. First, valuation. In recent notes, we laid out our view on fair market valuations for the national wireless operators and charter. We primarily use free cash flow as a primary valuation driver, but EBITDA multiples also offer a helpful comparative valuation metric. Some have suggested that our fair market or target EBITDA multiples could be lower. It is important to first point out that our TEV, total enterprise value, to EBITDA multiples include obligations for pension and tax liabilities. Items ignored by most of our peers. But why? From time to time, billions drop out of cash from these companies to reduce these obligations. These additional obligations are not small. It typically adds one turn to our total enterprise value to EBITDA multiple. We also note that we do not include operating lease liabilities. Our fair value for the four major connectivity companies we cover range from 8.3 to 9.5 times our 2023 EBITDA estimates. The difference in these multiples is a function of the growth and risk of the individual companies. If we simply reduced these multiples by one turn, it would yield the results detailed in the tables below. We included the implied multiples that our peers use, which exclude tax and pension fund liabilities. Verizon as proxy. As the slowest grower in the group, let's examine Verizon. The lower TEV to EBITDA multiple reduces our fair value to $41 per share from 52.50 per share, based on 7.3 times a fully loaded TEV to EBITDA multiple. If we excluded the tax and pension fund liabilities and the $4 billion of pending spectrum costs, it implies a TEV to EBITDA multiple of 6.1 times. So what else does that valuation imply? How about a 13.5% free cash flow yield, 11.6% fully taxed on our 2023 estimate? or a 6.4% dividend yield. For context, the 10-year is yielding 3%, and the historical range of its spread versus the 10-year is 2 to 400 basis points. Yes, that matters, given the investor base. Finally, it implies a PE of 7.3 times. The impact to the other companies we evaluate is similar, as you can see in this table below. Charter clearly impacted the most. Based on simple math, Charter would be impacted the most by multiple compression given its high debt leverage. Reducing the TEV to EBITDA multiple of Charter to eight times from nine times yields fair value of $375. Yikes. For those that want to exclude tax and pension liabilities, $375 implies a 7.2 times multiple. But let's provide some more context. Given the share repurchase activity of the company, this valuation would result in a 12.5% free cash flow yield on 2023 for a recurring revenue company with 25% unlevered free cash flow margins, even with our below consensus estimates. What if our estimates are wrong? 
The biggest downside risk to our estimates for wireless and broadband is ARPU. Let's go back to Verizon as our proxy. Rather than assuming 50 basis points of ARPU increase for Verizon, what if we assumed 200 basis point contraction annually starting in Q3 of this year? This seems silly given the recent administration, administrative fee increase, but let's proceed. This scenario reduces our 2023 EBITDA estimate by $4 billion, or 7.8%, to $47.6 billion. It also reduces our 2023 to 26 compounded annual growth rate of revenue to negative 0.2% from a positive 1.4%, and EBITDA to a negative 1.8% from a positive 1.1%. Slapping a 7.3 times fully loaded multiple on that new 23 EBITDA estimate and negative forward growth outlook would reduce our $41 fair value calculation to $34. That, in turn, implies a 2023 free cash flow yield of 14% and a dividend yield of 7.7%. That is actually not an implausible outcome. If the fundamental outlook shifts to sustained contraction in revenue and EBITDA, then perhaps this is where valuations will shake out. This is precisely why we outline the growth problems that exist for the wireless operators and charter. No one expects ARPUs to fall, not even by a few hundred basis points. Yet, if a weaker economic cycle is on the horizon, couldn't consumers move to lower price plans, shift to prepaid, or in the case of broadband, take that $25 a month wireless home broadband offer? Our notes are too long. We will keep this one relatively short. If you want these same scenarios run for your favorite connectivity company, shoot us an email. We could also examine scenarios of lower industry subscriber growth, but our estimates are already 20% below consensus. If the reader believes that total industry wireless phone subscriptions will contract, please contact us and have a great week.